Welcome to Girls' Night Out, Behind the Scenes. I am Mary Labrie, writer and producer of Girls' Night Out. Today, I'm talking with Matthew Moore, the voice actor behind our favorite alien, Warden, and his younger self, Fanboy. Know what this means, Cognos? It means I didn't completely screw up. Screw up. Define. Screw up. American English slang. It means make a catastrophic error. My name is Matthew Thomas Moore, and I am from California, um, Orange County specifically. Um, and currently I'm, I'm in Los Angeles right now. What was your role in Girls' Night Out? I technically got to play two roles, um, although it's the same character in, in different time periods. Um, I got to play um, Fanboy. Um, his name is Fen B, but um, they call him Fanboy. Um, and then I also got to play Warden, who is the um, older, more mature version of the same character. Tell us about Fanboy and Warden. Yeah, um, a really fun set of characters to play i i find fanboy especially his um sort of innocence and naivete about the the world i mean the universe really um is um quite beautiful this this just sort of sense of wonder of it all that that he has you're undressing isn't public nudity illegal? Come on. How can you walk on these small stones without pain? <laughs> Look at the vasoconstriction on my arm. Each hair is standing on end. Yeah, it's cool. It's a very clever adaptation. And then uh, Warden, I, I find this dichotomy really interesting with him, um, where he has this sort of duty to to his job and to his station, but also um, the fullness of of that wonder uh, that that he experienced in his youth. Um, and how those those can be at odds with each other, um, but they are both so fully true and and present in him. Um, I find really really fascinating. Do you really think these humans can look after themselves and their planet? Their potential is limitless. We don't need potential, Warden. We need results. See that you get them. End thought sharing. Thought sharing has ended. That's a lovely way of summing him up. And it's, it was 
very fun to sort of find the balance between the the humanity that exists within him but also the the reality that all of this is very new to him and very different um and and kind of the interplay between those things um was was a lot of fun you also had to play a character at the age of 19 and 59 how did you do that uh it i think it came um a little more naturally to me than than it um could have for other people in my age group because I'm I'm on the younger side and I'm in my mid-20s and um but I have always grown up and lived around um people who are in much older positions of life um my <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it yeah <laughs> i mean saying older people older you know positions old, of life i love old that. people um <laughs> i i don't like the connotation around that um but you know people people who have lived a lot more than i have um i mean my mom was 42 when when she had me um and and all of my siblings, my three sisters, um, are a decade older than me. So um, I have always, uh, um, I have kind of felt stuck between two worlds of my my current younger self and the older world that my family had exposed me to. And so really drawing upon um, the, the life experience of of those that I have lived life with and kind of substituting their wisdom for wisdom that I might not have within my own being, but that I've gained from them. Join me immediately. Yes, Director. Warden, I understand that you're interfering with the reality vector on Earth. Director, my Inception subjects are at risk. They only just started manifesting and haven't had any training. I am just trying to keep them safe. You know the rules. No interference in the realities under our care. You will lose your position as warden if this happens again. Yes, Director. I feel your disappointment. And then uh, really embracing that curiosity for fanboy just this sort of um joy about life and and it's many different experiences um i i myself have uh, a sort of rabid curiosity just to learn and experience as much as i can and so that that felt very natural for me to bring into the the character of fanboy Hello there. Hello. I am Fen B. I enjoyed your show very much. Come on in. Oh, okay. Look what I found outside. This is, what was that again, fanboy? That is almost correct. Want a drink? Did you have any vocal training? I um, studied voiceover, um, primarily um, theatrical training in college. I got my my degree in theater and acting. 
and so um, primarily um, theatrically based, but I um, was also introduced to voiceover while I was um, in my undergraduate program and um, had had always been um, in love with cartoons and animation and and that sort of thing. And, and so I, I took to that quite well. And then I am still taking classes now just to try and keep myself as sharp as possible. I imagine you have a pretty damn good singing voice, to be honest, <laughs> just from hearing your speaking voice. I do. Yeah, it, it does catch most people off guard, I, I would say. I, I just find it funny because I, I feel like um, this sort of uh, timbre is not what is most popular or what no, most, that's, that's most right. people would be listening to in sort of pop culture music or, or you know, it's not, um, it's not the norm, I would say. So I always find it funny that that's more often than not the first thing that people go to is, is asking me if I sing. Yeah, there, there aren't many great singing roles written for that, for your range, but there are some. There, there are some, and I would say probably that those that do exist are very um, memorable. And so mm. it, it's, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking Lee Marvin in um, Paint Your Wagon, I Was Born Under the Wandering Star. You could, you could oh. absolutely knock that out of the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, everybody, everybody wants me to sing country songs, um, <laughs> <laughs> which, which I enjoy, um, but definitely is not um, my most listened to genre, but you know, may, maybe I should, uh, should give that a shot. And, and check or it out. people need to write more stuff for you. That's all. Or we write it for ourselves if no one else will write it for us. Exactly. Yeah. Girls Night Out was an entirely remote production. So yes, yeah. how did you find that? So that for the listeners, what that means is none of the actors actually had contact with each other for the production of these scenes. So they all did their voice parts separately and then Abs it's all edited together through the magic of editing software. It is really remarkable what what we can do these days. <laughs> Hello, Gunter. Hello. Before you go back to work, I think you should make a tea. Tea? Yes. I don't like tea. It's all in how you make it. I'll show you. You'll change your mind about it. The boss needs me in clinical. Yes. But this is very important. Tea is very important? Yes. Okay. How am I hearing you? We're sharing thoughts. It, it definitely was an exciting challenge and becoming increasingly common in this era that we live in. But it also gives us opportunities to work with people all across the world, which is, which is really exciting, I think kind of expand our network and, and those possibilities. But um, I think in trying to overcome some of the challenges with that and um, making sure that everything feels spontaneous and really in the moment, um, even though we are isolated and not 
uh, bouncing lines off of each other and and anything of that nature. Um, I think so much of it has to do with the preparation going into the script and and really um, investing in not only your character, um, but all of the characters that you interact with, understanding what makes them tick and um, why they're saying the things that that they are saying to you um, that really informs the the delivery of the response and and how you choose to approach that piece of dialogue. One thing I definitely like to do is make sure that I um, go through the entire script and not only look at my individual lines, but lines where characters are talking about me um, so that I can get sort of different perspectives and um, understand not only how my character perceives themselves, but how other people perceive him and kind of folding that into um, the actualization of the character, which you always have to do, um, but have to do to an even higher degree when it's just you in the booth, not um, getting that kind of live direction. Um, you really have to have a strong understanding of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the parts that I found the most challenging to produce and edit, um, and there's not too many of those really for you, um, for your character, but um, the action scenes where people Absolutely. are, you know, getting thrown across the room and, and um, <laughs> <laughs> that's been, that was a very interesting thing. And occasionally had to coach the actor, you know, you've just had this happen to you. So, yeah. You know, you might want to, Put a bit of an edge on that. You know, you you <laughs> didn't have a gentle shove there. You were thrown across the room. There's different <laughs> levels to how those things should come across. Absolutely. It's, it's fun. So um, the story Girls Nine Out, uh, what what does it mean to you? What do you, what do you think it's about? I, I think in, informed by the perspective of the character that that I portrayed, really looking at it through the lens of fanboy slash warden. Um, Girls Night Out is really about um, sort of the joy of life. Um, I, I think that um, with everything that that goes on in um, in our daily lives, and especially as we get older and things start to to pile on top of each other, it can feel completely overwhelming to the point where um, everything that you once loved and and gave you um, sort of passion and fulfillment um, starts to feel hollow and and numb. And um, I think Girl, Girls Night Out is really about rediscovering and embracing those things that give you joy and doing it unapologetically whether people um choose to embrace that alongside you that shouldn't sway you um you you should really follow those things that that give you joy and and do it wholeheartedly um like dance like nobody's watching really feels like the epitome of what girls night out is I started dancing all by myself. Middle-aged, menopausal, unemployed, former rock chick 
with chronic invisibility and dangerous hot flashes. And then from behind me. I still don't know how to do that. You just have to feel it. Aren't you going to look at me? I'm afraid to. Don't be afraid, Gracie. <gasps> Fanboy. What are you up to? Uh, are you working in the voice acting space? What's happening? Sure, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm still, um, as I mentioned before, I'm, I'm still on the younger side. So I'm, I'm early on in my career and, and still looking for any and all opportunities that present themselves it's part of the reason why I was so excited to work on this project and um, definitely focused on voiceover right now. Um, working on a lot of audio dramas this year. I am working on another one right now. Um, it's called A Dark Light Shivers. Um, it's very very X-Files-esque um, with um, a lot of mystery and, and drama. And, and that one is, is really exciting to work on. Um, and then I, I also um, produce my own work. Um, I have my own show, my own uh, fantasy audio drama that we've been releasing for just over a year now, actually. Um, we have about uh, 33 episodes released. What's that one called? Um, it's called The Legacy Saga, and yeah, it's um, like high fantasy, sort of coming-of-age story, epic adventures, and um, sort of fantastic uh, battles and, and destiny and, and all that. Um, and we're actually approaching our um, season one finale. We have one more episode to release Um due towards the end of this month um oh cool so so that's that's been a lot of fun to work on so that's a podcast people can see it on spotify or absolutely um spotify apple amazon where wherever you listen to podcasts fantastic yeah so if people want to see you they can check out your legacy saga yeah the legacy saga the legacy saga Mm -hmm. and um if how can people reach you if they love your voice after hearing you as fanboy and the warden how how can they reach you uh, um, if they want to include you in their project so i have a i have a website matthewmorevo.com um you can uh, check out my website there's a contact page there if you want to get in touch with me um, ask me any questions reach out to me see a little bit of the work that I've done. You can also just reach me directly at mtm.acting at gmail.com. I'm open to any and all projects that come my way. Fantastic. Thank you, Matthew, very, very much for being fanboy and warden. Thank you so much for the opportunity. The alien with a heart of gold. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's this has just been a, a joy and an absolute pleasure. I I've had so much fun working on this project and and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. I hope you love it as much as I, I love I it. I can't I can't wait to listen to it. Thank you for listening to Girls' Night Out Behind the Scenes. You can find links to all the podcast platforms at linktree 
slash Girls Night Out podcast. That's spelled L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Girls Night Out podcast. If you enjoy the show, please let your friends and family know by sharing it or leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Check us out. <laughs>